Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here on Sticks and Bones by Evoking with your ghost hosts, Chelsea and Ten. And today we have another guest, one of our good friends, Jesse from Angel Light Oracle, will be joining us today. Hi, Jesse. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Good. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be with you guys today. I know. I'm really excited. Um, And I think a lot of people are going to be excited for um, what we're talking about today because we are actually um, extending, um, you know, the theme of our podcast. We want to make sure we're encompassing spirituality in its whole and not just, you know, death which Ten and I have talked about for like 15 episodes straight. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Not today. Um, but today we're going to be talking about spiritual awakenings, um, a little bit of astrology. And yes, we are talking about the Lionsgate portal that's happening on 8-8. Now, none of us here are astrology girlies, right? No. We're putting our three brains together. <laughs> We are going to try our best, um, but I really think it's important and we are going to touch upon astrology a little bit in ancient times because, you know, it's nothing new and I know it's become um, more popular in new age spirituality. So we really want to dive back into some of the roots, not all of it. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. But how was everyone's weekend? Ten, let's start with you. Um, Pretty good. Went to Home Goods, of course. Um. Got some stuff. Also, again, if you live by a home goods, have a home goods, have heard of home goods, get their stuff. I got, I uh, didn't get too much, but I got a new fall blanket, which I don't know what it is about home goods, but like I will just go and live in the blanket section <laughs> and just, I just love soft things. Like, and the fall and Halloween decor is like already busting, it's already it on point. Things. Yes. I already ordered things. <laughs> from hot topic for how <gasps> like clothes wait dalton sent me something the other day it was from hot topic that they released a mummy line like from everything about the mummy but i was so sad because i went to hot topic in the mall they didn't have it there so a lot of the stuff online that i want is sold out in my size but i was like please damn it let I- the archaeology girl have this <laughs> Oh, we're going to have to keep our eye out for you that because like that's messed up. You need the mummy stuff like and you know, it's only going to be like a one time release and they're not going to do it. next year. I feel like I just need to get it and then do like a live review as an archaeologist who absolutely loves the mummy. Okay, Canadian girly here. But what is hot topic? Okay, I was Jesse. I've so Jesse and I are friends outside of this podcast and Jesse in Canada, they don't have home goods, right? No, we have like winners and TJ Maxx, which I feel like is similar, but your TJ Maxx, TJ Maxx is good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But hot topic is like, if I can explain it, it's like, um, an emo grunge goth store and it changed over time. Like when I was a teenager and we talked about this on the podcast before it used to be actually really scary. Like I was never allowed to shop there. Like, no, you're not shopping in that store, but now it just has like all of the like scene pop punk emo alternative. It's, it's become like everybody wants to be like emo or scene and like goth and stuff. So it's become like more of that fun, lighthearted one where like the early 2000s, like it was a literal dungeon. Like kids <laughs> were terrified. Like they it would just scary. be standing outside like and daring each other to go in. I remember seeing at the mall, like, oh my, God. I was like, no, nah, I'm going in. Step aside. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he's brave. Do you have anything like that by you, Jesse, in Canada? No, I'm honestly just Googling it and it looks like my chemical romance on the yes. And I'm yes. like here for it. Yes. And they have like a lot of, they have like anime lines and things like that. So like Sailor Moon, um, basically like all the popular TV shows, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, a lot of Tim Burton stuff. So mm-hmm. I see, I always wanted to like move to Canada, but they don't have Trader Joe's. I mean, you guys have free healthcare, but you don't have Trader Joe's and you don't have home goods and I don't, or Target, right? Or Target. So where do you go spend all your money? (laughs) Like not the good places. And you guys talk about all your cool things and what you find. And I'm like, I don't even have a dollar tree. We have a dollar store. It's like, no, pay $5 for something. Really? Everything's actually a dollar. 
I get a free ambulance ride, but you guys get all the best things. I don't know what the balance is. I don't know either. I'm like Target or free ambulance. (laughs) You get free ambulance, but we get to blackout at Target and just, (laughs) we would use that free ambulance money at Target. (laughs) Another thing. Do you guys have Barnes and Nobles? No, we have chapters. Okay. Okay. Or that's like a chapters or Cole. What is that? No. This is crazy. It's going to be like USA versus Canada. This is going to be the name of the, the I need to come episode. to the States just so I can experience all of these things. Take me to Hot Topic. I need a makeover. You do. You need to go. And then home. redo my house at Home Goods. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Home Goods is a dangerous place. We talk about it every episode. Like we give an update. Um, I got a few things from Home Goods and I'm just waiting for like all of the pumpkin spice stuff to come out. It's just that time of year for me. We're ready. We're ready. ready. So ready. Just want it. Josie, what did you do this past weekend? Anything fun? Did you go hiking? What's going on? Yeah. And at least Canada, we have nature here, which I don't know how your nature is, but we're thriving here. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on where you are in the US. Our leaves change color. (laughs) Okay. That's something. We'll take it. But no, my weekend was good. I worked yesterday and then today I've just been relaxing. It's really hot. We also have like um, a heat wave here as well. I feel like you guys are the same way. Yeah. And like actually where I live, it's a place called Newfoundland and Labrador. A lot of our homes here don't have air conditionings because we're like by the ocean and typically temperatures don't go as high. So that's, that's a struggle when it's like this type of heat. So what do you do? You just have to try to, you just survive. Yeah. We had to buy one of those like janky ones that you put in your window. Same. I've had those before. (laughs) I still have them. I still have them. I live in an apartment. So like those AC units and they're so loud in the middle of the night. Um, I know I can't, that's why I don't like summer because those AC units are the bane of my existence. And if you're listening to us and you know, you know what we're talking about, like then you gotta, luckily, I mean, my last apartment, I had to put it in my window. This one, it's like in the wall, but it's still that type of AC unit. And yes. when you have to take it in and out for the season change, it's just like, it's heavy. It's mm. heavy. Yeah. Don't like it. So no, it is, it is really hot, but oh. um, what did I do this weekend? Yeah, I always I can answer these questions. relaxing um it's not been a great mental health weekend for me so I've just been like taking some time for some self-care just a reminder to everyone listening make sure you're taking care of yourself um working too much Ten and I have been working on our (laughs) Sawin line for the metaphysical shop um mediumship courses we have like a whole university coming out so readings live readings I'm just tired I'm a tired girl I am a tired girl (laughs) It is exhausting, um, but you did was- have a bougie setup last night, Chelsea, though, I must say I did. I did. I normally don't drink. I'm not a big drinker, but last night I just was like, I need to have a, gla- a small glass of wine. I did a face mask and did a bath and I just relaxed the whole oh, night. That sounds and- fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Oh, well, I told you too, but I'll tell the listeners. I came back from Ten's house after working how many hours in the metaphysical store? I don't know. Making 85. Me- yeah, <laughs> I, I ordered food so I'm sitting and waiting oh no wait I ordered food mm-hmm. my Chinese food from DoorDash got stolen okay so it's now mm, 6 30 at this time I'm starving I haven't eaten since noon I'm like all right fine I'm gonna place another order for DoorDash I have to wait another hour because I'm like too lazy to make anything I could barely move mm-hmm. and so I open my front door to go get my order and Pluto goes running out the front door <laughs> I'm like You've got to be kidding me. I'm like screaming. I'm stressed out. I was on the phone with Dalton and like, she's on FaceTime and she's watching me run after Pluto in the hallway. Like I called him a bastard. I was like, get back here. He wouldn't survive two minutes outside. So I was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, saw a little inch and he fucking took a mile. He's like, you know what? This is my chance. This is my chance. This is my time to see the world. Yeah. And where are you going, Pluto? You have to eat at 5 p.m. exactly on the dot every day (laughs) and seven in the morning. So who's going to feed you outside in the wild like that? Who's going to cook you homemade scrambled eggs? Yeah. Mr. Pluto. On the weekend, he gets sometimes a little bit of tuna fish, canned tuna with no mayo. And I'm like, where are you going? So (laughs) he was like, 
he had a tail in between his legs when he came back because he knew he was in trouble. Oh, I know. I was like, it's okay. Then you feel bad. And I'm like, you know what? No, you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> Those cat leashes for Pluto. I'm sure he would love that to like go on a walk and explore. He does have that, but getting a cat to walk on a leash and 10, I know you can attest to this. <laughs> yes. like, they don't listen. Like when you're like, stop, or they just want to climb everything. And then you, they're like dragging you with them. So I'm trying to harness train him, but it's been a failure so far. Or they just kind of fall over like Iroh. <laughs> he doesn't fit in a cat harness. We had to get a small dog harness for him. And it has little little alligators on it. Um, but he is just, he's a big boy. And man, lugging that thing around. It's like walking a dog. <laughs> and we only put him out on our roof deck. But I just, I like having him leashed because he's a wanderer. But Voodoo is in her little tent. Yeah, Voodoo is like, like a play tent. Hand me, you peasant, while I'm in this tent. <laughs> Katniss like literally has to have Kevin next to her while she while he is reading and she is just laying there like yes my two humans I am the queen I am the sun god Kevin's feeding her grapes fanning her underneath the tent like as as she should be like (laughs) that's the best way I I always said like if I ever came back like I would want to be a cat 100% specifically like an someone's indoor cat I'd I really want to be a witch's cat yeah yes for sure yeah um but anyway okay let's move along so i want to start today with talking about spiritual awakenings and this is the whole reason why we had um jesse on the podcast like we love her obviously she's our friend but (laughs) i find jesse's story and her spiritual awakening story to be so interesting very relatable um yep and we always want to bring a guest on the show that I feel like our audience is really going to relate to. And if you are spiritual or um, you've gone through a spiritual awakening before, you definitely are going to relate. And yeah, Ted and I will talk a little bit about our spiritual awakenings. But um, Jesse, I really want you to talk about your story. So however much you want to disclose, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. You know, what kind of spiritual gifts do you have? the floor is yours well thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to talk about spiritual awakenings because sometimes I feel like when you listen to you know any spiritual podcast you're talking about your gifts and stuff but sometimes the journey there as I'm experiencing is not as clear-cut of course Um, and maybe it's just my experience but I feel like a lot of people really um, can undermine the spiritual awakening experience because for me, it has been completely life-changing, really can change, honestly, your whole being in my experience. And it can be really scary because when I was going through it, I'm like, wait, what is happening to me? Why do I feel like I'm depressed? I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. And it can come on very fast. Um, So that was my experience. But I mean, I have always grown up, I feel like feeling connected um, with the spiritual realm. I think because my mom, like when I would come home, she'd have Sylvia Brown on the TV. (laughs) Sylvia Brown, that's like an OG. OG. (laughs) That's an OG. And um, who did, oh, that was Montel Williams, right? And then Oprah, did she have on John Edwards? Was that his name? I yes. John Edwards is like so he charges like five hundred dollars an hour for a mediumship reading, but like he is an icon. Yes. I don't know if I listen. I don't know if he's problematic. If any of these people are problematic, so please don't come for uh, us. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep up. <laughs> this was from the nineties. So yeah, we don't know. Why. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> that's how I grew up. But I guess having like a parent very interested in this, reading books, even um, talking about like death and the outlook of death from my mom's perspective was always like a very positive thing. Um, So I've always felt, you know, very connected to that. Um, And I'm going to share a story from my grandfather too, because I think that this is like one of the first stories that I remember kind of like really being like connected, but I was only 
I think six years old when he had passed. So I was super young. Mm -hmm. Um, But I used to get my mom to tell me this story all the time that when he had passed in the hospital, he had his watch on and his watch stopped at 510 when he passed away. And they noticed afterwards, like, oh my gosh, because my mom was saying when she had passed or when he had passed, she was just um, said to like, please send me a sign to like, let me know that you're okay and that you've that you've passed. I know. Watch so when he died. I know. Isn't that? God. Yeah. So she was like, wow, um, I got my sign. Like, thank you so much. So she had that. And then when we went back to my grandmother's place, um, they, she, he had like a huge, like grandfather clock and the grandfather clock was stopped at <gasps> five. Ten. Oh. And they were all like, my mom was like, Oh my God. Like, okay. <laughs> Sign is received. He's doing more than okay. He's actually thriving now. On there. <laughs> oh my God. That's I, crazy though. Yes. And then she said when they were planning his funeral, um, like my grandfather had a will and even had like certain hymns. And one of the first fim- hit, sorry, hymns, which was his favorite was also 510. And I was like, so 510 oh. is like your number. That was like his number. And like from a young age, I just remember being like obsessed with that story to be like, wow, like they actually can communicate and send signs. So I always felt like growing up, I was always like looking for signs, being super into it. Um, I actually posted um, an Instagram, TikTok reel um, in regards to like, how did you start out with like your spiritual awakening? Of course, with the Luigi board. (laughs) Wait, you started with a Ouija board? Of course. Oh my gosh. You guys didn't? That's brave season. I did. I did. It wasn't how I started, but I remember being like, I think I was 11 and me and my friends, it was popular in like the 2000s. Yeah. A Ouija board and me and my friend did it. And I, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure I was talking to something not great, but we stopped. I don't really remember that memory. So I'm curious to know, like, what did you experience when you like picked up a Ouija board with no protection? Absolutely terrifying. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it spelled out something so awful. It definitely swore at me and I was like, (laughs) yeah, but I just remember not even really being scared. I was just like, I kind of knew I'm like, okay, I must not be connecting to like the right entity. And I would try again. Going back. Yes. Oh my God. How am I alive? (laughs) just every time i don't think i'm talking to the right person goodbye (laughs) (laughs) hang up gonna just gonna redial with no protection r69 who was that that i was just speaking with i think i got the wrong person operator (laughs) see that's so funny i didn't know that um yeah how did you I guess, I don't know if you can pinpoint this, but how did you like find your way onto your current path where, and like, what do you do? I think you should start with, you know, okay. Okay. What do you like? What do you do? What does Jesse do? Yeah. What What do? That's a great question. And I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I do have, um, offer intuitive readings and, my Instagram, I can plug later, but essentially to get into my spiritual awakening really happened 2020 during COVID. I lost my job. I was also doing college courses like in my Mm part-time because I just thought that what I was, that's what I was supposed to be doing. So I used to get up every day, 5.00 AM work from seven to three and then come home and then do school. Oh my God. And then during COVID I was laid off and I remember like getting laid off at work and they were saying like, okay, you can leave early because (laughs) sorry, but I remember walking away and feeling like content and like happy, like at peace with that decision at peace, not was your decision, but at peace with what was going on like felt almost like this freedom when I was walking home and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then when I actually had the time to like be home, I just really felt like I just entered this huge spiral of like, what do I do with my time? I didn't know what I did for enjoyment because it was always just work, school, what I need to do to like add to my resume. How can I get a better job? How can I make Mm -hmm. more money? Mm -hmm. And that's really how I based my worth. So then in 2020 with everything closed, I didn't have a job. It really struck me. Um, and I remember my husband saying like, well, do something for yourself. Like, what do you do for fun? And I just burst out crying because I was like, I don't know that 
I don't know. Like I was just so far removed from myself doing things that I thought I had to be doing that I didn't even live, like do anything in my life for me. So, um, during that time, I remember seeing on Instagram, a girl, um, a psychic, actually, she was offering intuitive courses. It was $300. And I remember being so nervous to Blair because I'm like, listen, I'm laid off. I'm literally, I have no income, but (laughs) can, do you think I, you know, we can put some money aside so I can take this course. And it was a 12 week intuitive course. I was so nervous, but it was like the first thing that I feel like I actually felt excited for and looked forward to doing. Oh, I know. Um, And again, I'm in my thirties too. So it's not like I'm, (laughs) um, you know, like 18 trying to figure out who I am. It's just, I just really felt like I was just so far removed. Um, I think like not to cut you off, but I think a lot of people can relate to that because Mm -hmm. it is so hard when you are working every day. And especially when you're spiritual, like I always say, when you are spiritual, you need to have the balance between the physical and the spiritual in order to have like, this is going to sound like very tarot of me, but in order to have your cups filled and like, even my own guides have told me that like, when you are spiritual, you need to be doing something spiritual. Even if you're not doing it for money, like even if you want to do, you know, tarot readings for friends and family members just to do it, to like help people, um, yeah. that's what we do. And it's so hard when you break out of the, um, I'm working. I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm not doing anything to grow on my spiritual journey. You feel empty. Yes. Like numb. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And it's such a, an isolating feeling to feel lost and to feel no connection to your life. And not to say that, like, I'm not grateful for the things in my life because I am, but it was like the meaning behind it. It's like, it was lost. Um, yeah, it's like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And I feel like most people feel that even if they're not spiritual, it's like, what am I supposed to be doing? What's the point? Yeah. Cause I think you're told from such a young age, like you have to do this, you have to do that. Like your life for, I know many can be already kind of planned out like to the day of like, you're going to become a doctor. You're going to become a lawyer, like X, Y, and Z. Like you have to um, fall into line like you know your parents are this so you have to be this but then it's like you have to stop and ask yourself is this what I want and I think a lot of times you think it's what you want because that's what you were told and it's so hard to kind of like reshape that thought of no 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 this ain't me like no <laughs> I don't want to argue in court I don't like the sight of blood like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% and like I say on this podcast all the time, I, at 28 years old, had been working in corporate America. I was always told I had to work in New York city. I had to have the best job. I had to be like CEO boss girl that works a hundred hours a week. Right. Because that's just the nature of like where I live and what I do. And you always want to do better. And everything's about money. Like when you're thinking about it, you're like, I need to have the best paying job. I need to have the best house, but I quit my job to run and a spiritual business, a witch store full time, where obviously I'm not making as much money as I was when I was working like in New York City, but so much more fulfilled. So, and I understand not everyone has that luxury too. Like it's really hard to find what you want to do and be able to make a living. Yeah. And if you can't, at least you're doing it because you know that like you want to, like, even if like you're you know like underpaid for it or whatever like if you enjoy doing it that's all that matters like yeah, yeah. I know my archaeology degree you're not gonna make a lot of money with that but I'm okay with that because I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing yeah not everything's about money and if it's anything we've been seeing and then we'll go back to Jesse's story um on the internet is people doing things out of greed um latching onto spirituality for greed making it like their it the only purpose to do something for money and like that's not how spiritual work works if you're going to do it for money you're never going to make it like it's just not going to work that way like you have to be really authentic in what you're doing and not even in spirituality just anything mm-hmm. um, you know greed can't be at the top of your mind like we see people doing things for greed all the time and like begging for money and um profiting off of people's grief right or yeah whatever but Absolutely. That's why I'm glad I actually went through my spiritual awakening when I was older. Um, Well, probably like my big one, because if I was younger, say 18 or 19, 
and I was getting messages from spammers being like, hello, beloved, I would have been like, here's $50. Tell me about what my life is. Right. Tell, <laughs> tell me where my soulmate is. Like, yeah. Listen, I, when I was 18, I used to go to a psychic every week and pay $20 every Friday at 6 p.m. <laughs> I would drive to this one psychic in the town next to me. Yeah. Her name was Viv. Um, I don't know if she was real or not, but oh, she, every week I would spend $20 for her to tell me my life. And I was a, I mean, I don't, I think Viv should have been, she was a mother. Like you think you would have told this 18 year old girl, like, Hey, real um, talk enough. Stop fucking coming here every Friday with, <laughs> 20 bucks with your like cashier job that you have to pay your phone bill for. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, like what's going on? Is she okay? Um, we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right. So let's go back to your story. So Jesse okay. is signs up for her intuitive courses and what, and I actually think that's really brave because I would be afraid to sign up for like intuitive coaching with the way people run businesses with spirituality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I believe there was 17 of us in there. So I remember like our first class and, you know, like on zoom, seeing like the 17, um, like people on the screen. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't be here. Like I, don't know what I'm doing. It's very intimidating to like meet new people, of course, like all across the world. But it was a really cool experience to have that like sense of community because people who are also going through the same thing, you know, have had their moments of like intuitiveness and feel connected. It was just so comforting to like actually have a group of people to talk about this with and be like, you're not crazy. I experienced the same thing or like I had this, I've left my job. I've left toxic relationships. I moved across the country. Um, right. So yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it. And at the end, um, the last class, it was actually to, we had partners and each partner provided a picture of a loved one who has passed. And then you had to connect with that photo and to see what you got. And I remember feeling so nervous. My partner, I was like, listen, I, I don't think I can do this. I was about to message like the um, the person who started it to be like, I got to drop out. Like, no, this is, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to pick up on anything. Like I'm, I feel bad for you because like everyone else is going to be succeeding and you're not going to get anything. And she was like, just breathe, like just try. So essentially how I was taught again, was just to really look at the photo and essentially just like write down whatever comes to your mind. So I did. And I was so nervous. And then like right away, she was like, Oh my God, like everything is so on point. And I was just like, what how I'm a <laughs> yeah um I love that that was like a huge pivotal moment for me because although I've always kind of felt connected I've never actually I guess practiced before with someone and to actually get something right it's so validating sometimes like the thoughts in your head that you just think are random or mm -hmm. don't have any meaning it's like oh wait I actually am hearing correct things like interesting <laughs> No, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, we always tell this too, to like develop psychic mediums or psychics or intuitives. You're never going to know unless you actually practice. Yep. Like everyone sits there like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And like, you know, you have this gift, but the only way you're going to know for sure is if you actually practice on someone on with an unbiased opinion. So like friends are hard to practice on sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So I, it's so hard to find random people on the internet to just like practice on. I used to, um, back in the day, I used to join like random spiritual Facebook groups and it was for practicing psychic mediumship and they would just post photos every day. And you would write in the comments, like what you would get. And some days I would get it right. And some days I wouldn't. Um, but practice is like key when it comes to something like this. Absolutely. And that's one of been like the biggest, you know, it's almost been two years for me. And like, I am still practicing. And just like you say, you're going to get it wrong sometimes. And that's okay. It's a hard message to learn. But, um, you know, that's what it takes is practice and like making sure you're actually tuned in. Are you grounded before, you know, yes. you're actually practicing? So yeah, after that course, I just started to dive in more. I started practicing um, readings 
I bit like love Oracle cards. So I would read cards for people. You're an Oracle card girly. You are the Oracle. Through and through. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I love about your readings. And I've gotten a reading from Jesse before and it actually like made me cry and sob and like throw up because it was so great. <laughs> but I think what I love so much about your readings is that they are very healing and very different than most readings. Like you're not reading people's relationships on love. You are giving someone a very, like, I feel like you heal people when they need it the most. Like you give this very endearing Mm -hmm. healing message of like, it makes sense because you do practice energetic healing. So, oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) And everything about like listeners, I'm sure you're picking up on this. Everything about Jesse's like energy and vibe and voice is like, she is the healing gal. She <laughs> is the healer girl. <laughs> Thank you. Every friend group needs one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, it's hard when you've never, I guess, looked at that part of yourself before. Mm-hmm. And with the spiritual awakening, it really forces you to, again, look at your life and what you've done and what gifts you do have. Because like you say, you've kind of been conditioned into like, okay, 17, what are you going to do with your life? Okay, like do everything in such a structured way. So it's so freeing to me to be like, oh, what do I think and feel like it takes practice to also get in tune back with yourself again, like, we've almost been taught to give our power away to just do what we think we should be doing. Then when you actually listen to yourself, but it can be very scary, because what you're thinking might be completely different. Like I told to my husband, like, I know that when I go back to work for a muggle job, like, I'm not going to be satisfied there. No, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, is hard to hear for him because he's like, okay, so what are we going to do for money? But (laughs) so let's talk about the monthly finances. (laughs) We've all had that conversation before, like, especially when you're getting into spiritual work. Um, you know, because you don't do it for money. Like when you enjoy it, you're just doing it because you want yes. to help people, but then you realize you have to pay bills at the end of the day. So yep. <laughs> most people have to do both. Exactly. And like you say, it is the balance. So after I completed that course, you know, I really took time to invest in like trusted readers that again, intuitively, I really felt connected to. And then during that period, I had a spirit guide reading. Um, And then the first five minutes, she was like, yeah, your grandfather, who I just spoke about with the clock, he's your main spirit guide, and he's here and just came in hot. And it was just like, you know, everything that I felt as a kid, like so connected to him, I just instantly started bawling. So I was like, it's all kind of like coming full circle and makes so much sense. Yeah. So you were like really on your way at that point. So thankful. Thank God you actually listened to yourself and did this coaching. I mean, I know like money was probably tight and you were like, I got to make room for this, but someone was probably drawing you there. To <laughs> take this course. <laughs> yes. Your grandfather was definitely like, you're doing this. Let's go. <laughs> Don't worry about the money. We'll get it. Yes. <laughs> Figure it out. That, in that reading, the reader was like, okay, so, you know, you're going to set up an altar. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, what's an altar? Like, you know, and like creating a space. So then I just really learned so much and like even having a space to honor your ancestors, spirit guides, whoever you work with, your spiritual team, and really creating that space. So again, to balance the physical, you have that to come to, to connect. And again, not only with yourself, but like with your team. Um, and I think that's why I've always felt so drawn specifically to Oracle cards, because when you're feeling your lowest to turn to something that you can get like a positive, hopeful message, or even to be validated how you're feeling, it's like really hard to describe that feeling of to be like, I'm not alone. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes in the physical, again, like your friends can tell you or try to help you, but it's like, they don't exactly know. So having that connection with the spirit realm is it's incredible it is and anyone can do it like you don't have yes. to be a psychic medium you don't have to every single person's intuitive and um 
You know, I, I always try to teach people. I've been teaching my family. Like anytime we have family gatherings, we take pictures of my grandparents and bring them outside. And like, it's healing grief and we leave offerings and they're sitting with Aww. us drinking and eating Italian food. And yeah. I've changed the way my family looks at death and things like that, you know, just to bring an aspect of like, we're not alone. You do have people guiding you. Plus, since I'm a medium, you know, my Italian grandfather's asking for like chicken cutlets and everything. <laughs> He's the one being like, Oh my God. I have to tell you what he did recently. So I've been planning to go back to my parents' house for a weekend and I couldn't, we couldn't just find something that jives within our schedule in August because my brother's going to be moving out. So my mom's like, I would really like to have the family home together just one more time before, you know, Brandon moves. Um, so all of a sudden she calls me up randomly and she's like, Hey, do you want to do August 13th? And I like, look, and my weekend's clear, her weekend's clear, the only clear weekend. It's my grandfather's birthday and every year we get together on the 13th um my grandma she she passed away but we would get together at her house because he passed away like when i was 17 and mm-hmm. celebrate him and this year we didn't really know what we were going to do because my grandma died last year so we used to get together at their old house and he made sure that this year it was going to be at my mom's house <laughs> So, oh my goodness. So now my whole family's coming. She's like, oh my God, it's it's grandpa's birthday. Like she was texting everybody. And so now everyone's coming over and we're having the party there. Oh, and your grandfather will be it. requesting chicken. Cake. Well, then my mom was like, I think I'm gonna cater like Italian sandwiches. And I'm like, you know he wants his chicken colored sandwich. <laughs> You know, like he play, I know he plans that shit. Like for me to come home, I never really go home too much. So 13th was the only day open for everybody. Of course. They're always doing shit. The ancestors, the spirit guides, you just like have to be able to be in tune and pick up on it, you know? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I missed so many signs. I'd be like, no, I'm not seeing anything like white feathers. No, nothing. And then I like open my eyes and I'm like birds flying past my head white feathers everywhere I'm like oh yes it's it's the little things and um you know I know we have a lot of people that listen to us that do study deity work um ancestors but also there are spirit guides and I hope one day I can launch a class under this university that Ten and I are doing because this is what I used to specialize in before I got like knees deep in like spirituality and (laughs) psychic mediumship um every everyone has a spirit guide whether it be one whether it be five um and you can always ask them for signs and symbols and you're not alone and I I find comfort in that even if you can't communicate with them clearly 100 percent and I mean, for anybody out there, because I feel like people are like, I wish I could be like intuitive, that kind of stuff. The best test that you can like give yourself is, do you have that little voice inside of you or you trust that gut feeling? And if you trust that gut feeling or listen to that little voice when they're like, hmm, this probably isn't the best situation. Like you need to get out of this right now. Mm-hmm. Then you have an intuitive gift, like case in point right then and there. Yeah, I think we all do. It's just how attuned are mm-hmm. you to your intuition and your gifts? I mean, I don't believe everybody can like see spirits, but I do believe everybody has an intuition and everybody has that guidance. And if you use divination correctly with protection alongside of it, you can get messages. I don't know why everyone thinks it's such a weird thing to do. You know, it's yeah, I yeah. find you need both. Absolutely. I mean, I just gifted one of my friends um, an Oracle deck for her birthday that passed. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She has three children. Now every morning that's like her, um, you know, routine to like pull a card for herself. And she was like, oh, I thought that you weren't able to buy yourself a deck. So I just never did. I'm like, no, like, oh I think oh, so many Yes, like misconceptions or that you're going to do something wrong. I'm like, this is available to everyone to connect like, you know. Yeah, for sure. I There, there is that rumor. And even yeah. like people said it to me that there's this rumor that somebody has to buy you your tarot oracle deck or you can't have one. That is not true. And if you do go by that belief, that's completely fine. But if you're listening to us and you're like, I want to buy a tarot deck, but I've been told that that is not true at all. I bought my own. I actually prefer to buy my own. Yeah, same. I know I which one calls to me. Like I've had friends buy me decks that like were not even on like any sort of wish list and I don't use them. Yeah. I don't like them. 
And I think that's a great point of like connecting with your own intuition. What do I feel drawn to? Like, again, it's almost like giving away the power. Oh, I have to wait for somebody to do that before I can connect like with my spiritual team. It's like, no, you have the power to do that for yourself. Yeah. You don't have to wait for anybody. You just have to make sure that you're ready to dive right in. That's all you need to be ready is you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I bought my, well, my first tarot deck, I actually, I've said this before. I went to a like witch up in Brooklyn and he told me to get this deck and it actually resonated. It was the Rider Wade and it resonated with me. So I bought it. And then my next one, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy my own. And I walked into a Oh my God. It was the scary. I'm not sure if anyone lives in New York. Um, I think it was called Hex was the name of the store. It was the scariest metaphysical store I'd ever been in. It was like screamo music. My ears were blasting. I was like a new practitioner. I was terrified. I was like, what is going on? Sounds like hot topic. It just like, <laughs> and I like emo pop punk music, but when it's come, it's combined with like this scary, spooky witch store and you're like new and you're like, I'm just trying to buy a deck. <laughs> Just, do you guys sell tarot cards here? <laughs> yeah. And the people that actually were like working in the store were so unhelpful and they were just like staring at me and I'm like, oh my, I'm terrified. But my second deck that I got was the Crystal Visions deck, which Ooh. I am obsessed with. I still use. It's based off of the Crystal Vision song by Stevie Nicks. Um, and that deck always spoke to me, but I was, I was staring at the counter for like five minutes. I'm like, all right, something's going to strike my interest. <laughs> like scream on music blasting behind me like ah, like trying to focus not intimidated at all you're like this one please thanks bye adrenaline yeah. pumping heart rate like super high you're just like ah, 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 this one yeah <laughs> and then like you know like the girl's staring at me and I have social anxiety so I have to ask her for her help because yeah. behind the counter and I'm like um I'm like don't worry don't worry I know what I'm doing I'm just buying a new tarot deck okay I don't need the rundown <laughs> I just wanted to get in and get out. But my friend was with me who was like, not a witch. Well, ex-friend. And she was like, what are we doing in here? I just got to get a tarot deck. It was scary. (laughs) It was a scary experience. But the deck, chef's kiss. Listen, you got to start somewhere. somewhere. (laughs) We each have to go through a scary physical shop. Yeah, listen, and that's honestly like not to go back to our own story, but that's why we started a metaphysical story was because I I don't know about either of you, but I have these weird experiences when I go into like new age spiritual stores where it's like they're appropriating culture or it's like scary and there's no in between. Yeah, I like if we ever had a place like I would 100% be blasting Screamo music. I love Screamo. Yeah, but you're friendly, you know, you'd be like, oh, welcome. You wouldn't be I'm just the like- friendly Screamo girl. <laughs> You know, you wouldn't just be glaring. I would be playing Lana Del Rey. Maybe we'll have two different sections where I'll be like in the love and glamour area being like, and if you want to lure a man to his death, you come over where Chelsea's standing. (laughs) But you guys should open up a shop. I mean, how incredible would that be? We're working on it. We're trying. Manifesting. And speaking of manifesting, and here we are with my segue, which I'm going to- Here she is, the transition queen. Perfect transition. Um, well, just to wrap up this this first leg of the podcast, um, spiritual awakenings are scary. They are destructive. They do cause depression, anxiety, feelings of like an existential crisis. Obviously, if you're feeling depressed, obviously, please go to a medical professional if you have any available to you. Um, you know, we always want to make sure we are doing the normal before the paranormal, like I like to call it. So, mm-hmm. um, but also, I don't think we touched upon that. You can go, you go through more than one spiritual awakening. I've been through like six. Yeah, it's rough. Did I mention that like when I had my reading too, she was like, yeah, you're going through your first one and then you're going into your second. I remember like, there's more than one. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, I am doomed. But yeah, that's I do. great, great to know. And I think I'm still going through them now. So. I mean, we all are. I just went through one recently. I mean, you just feel like you're having this existential crisis. I remember one time I looked in the mirror and I was like, who the fuck am I? And what am I doing here? What is the point? What do? When you look back at old photos, I'm like, who is that? Like, I don't even recognize her. Oh, no. college photos. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> no. Who was that? Like when Facebook was at its peak and you posted everything. Oh, oh my, my god. god, all of the like emo lyrics or like the shady like Tumblr yep. shit. Yep. And I'm like, am I okay? Why did nobody like 
<laughs> Call me out. Yeah. Like, Bitch, you need therapy. <laughs> the Facebook photos were the worst. You'd have your webcam dangling on your wrist and then yes. you'd watch them uploaded. And it was like, <gasps> yeah, we is- might be dating ourselves, but yeah, I used to camera to party. <laughs> I used to have to bring a camera like my first year or two at college. And then like we have, we found iPhones, iPhones were a thing. So for all you youngsters listening to us, this was a thing. Imagine bringing a camera to a college party. A digital camera. Yeah. Or a disposable camera if we really want to go way back. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, didn't even, in the 90s. I didn't even have a camera, uh, not a camera, um, an iPhone until my sophomore year of college. So you can imagine my janky ass NV2 trying to take photos nv2s are fire um i used to have the the envy with the speakers on the side and you can like you know get the music from verizon and blast it and you'd be like whoa okay she was a fancy oh my god before we transition over to the lion's gate portal which we're going to touch upon briefly because we're not really big astrology girlies but should mention it did anyone ever have a blackberry like bbm i wanted one so bad my god i was a blackberry girly I, I also one. wanted one. I had what was those like? Was it the chocolate? Um, oh, I had the chocolate oh, touch. Yes. <laughs> you remember the sidekick? I wanted that too, but we didn't have. It was only strictly, I think, for like Sprint or something. And I yeah, had, I, and I was like, damn it! I remember like every like network had their own like phone phones to like get the youths over to their side <laughs> and convince their parents to come over. I wanted that sidekick so badly. I was jealous. But then Blackberry is like, at least where I came from, everyone had like BBM. We were messaging each other. It was like aim for your phone. But then Blackberries died out and iPhones took over. And now here we are. And now we've just come full circle. We're still just messaging all day and sending memes. We are sending memes. But all right. So talking about manifestation, um, we did want to touch upon the Lions Gate portal. And thank you, Jesse, for sharing your spiritual awakening story. Yes. Anytime. Um, <laughs> oh, before we dive into this, where can people find you on socials? And do you have readings open? What's going on in the Tell land? us everything. Oracle. Yes. Okay. So I do have an Instagram. It's Angel Light Oracle with just one L. And also, I'm recently trying to potentially get on TikTok. It's a little bit of a scary place for me, but I'm trying to. <laughs> I feel comfortable and I do have an Etsy page where I offer readings there. Um, so in, on my Etsy page, I just ask you to send me a photo of yourself and I can give you an intuitive reading, uh, where I can channel and pull cards. So if you want to check me out there or even just send me a message, um, I'm available. Yeah. I remember, I think it might've been at the beginning of your journey because like I've known Jesse for like a while now um we weren't always friends but we were part of we okay let's just let's be honest. we all were part of this one spiritual group like way back in the day we were listening to a podcast it turned into a spiritual Facebook group this is how I found Ted and Jesse I'm not kidding right we will talk about it but <laughs> um Jesse and I were um it, we were approved readers in this group and I remember um well, I was an approved reader and Jesse was applying to be an approved reader. And like, I was the one that had to like check her out to make sure she was like legit. Cause we used to do tests, which rightfully, so we used to have scammers in that group. Like people. Oh yeah. That was, that was a bad, bad time. People saying <laughs> other people are going to win the lottery. I was like, listen, we got to put in some like some roadblocks here. Okay. They got to go to somebody and be approved. So I had the luxury of getting a reading from Jesse, which shouldn't even have been fucking free. Cause she read me to filth. <laughs> She just like asked for my photo and I've never gotten this type of reading before. And she was like, told me everything about my whole <laughs> I looked at my photograph. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, how did you do that? Like it was things I was still working at my other job. Um, it was things that like people wouldn't have known about me. And yeah, you could try to say she searched my Instagram. It was things you would not even have found on my Instagram account. Um, and she was talking about like this major transition and how, like, you know, um, I'm going to be like this CEO boss, babe, basically. And I have a lot of fire underneath me and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to like find those messages to even, I'm sure if we go back on messenger, we can find them. Oh my God, please find those. You guys got to frame that. (laughs) Like I got to find my first messages with 10, but we all came from that one spiritual group. (laughs) I know. We were really like, well, we saw the writing on the wall and then we were like, ah, 
let's go sleep on our own. We're going like, to leave now. <laughs> yes. And like, again, at least having a community where you have people like you can be so helpful. Um, you know, as long as it's, it's, you got to check yourself too, but to be surrounded. I mean, I met you guys, so. Yeah, it was like, um, I said this before on in another episode, it was like a starter spiritual group where people were just talking about like, what does Rose Quartz do? Which there's nothing wrong with that. It was like very beginner and like people were just reading tarot. Um, mm-hmm. And we were all just like trying to help each other out. But yeah, that's, I like, and immediately I remember going back to like the admin of the group and being like, yeah, no, just as approved. Like I, we usually did like two to three tests. Like they would have to go to two to three people, but I was like, no, 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 no. It was like the most intimidating experience because, you know, I had just started and, like reading yeah. for five people, just sweating, like, oh, my God, are they going to accept me? What's happening? Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, no, no. Jesse's like totally the real deal. And um, I think that's how we both started. Like our businesses were in that one group. Yeah. I that's mean. Like where I started Christmas Clarity. So very funny. But yeah, because I remember seeing you both in there and being like, oh, my God, look at them go like. And I just remember being so intimidated to reach out to either of you. And I was just like, no, I, they're going to think I'm just a peasant. Like I, I can't. (laughs) I used to to be, this is where I started Kristen and Clarity before 10 came aboard. And I used to be so afraid when someone booked a reading with me, I'd be like, I can't do it. I'm shutting (laughs) shutting the store down. Meanwhile, I'm like a psychic medium. I'm able to channel spirit guides, like all these things. I'm like, can't do it. Shut it down. I'm shutting the store down. We're closing up shop. But anytime like someone gave me like a good review or said how that really resonated, it made me keep going. So if you're at that point, make sure you're asking people for reviews or feedback. Yes. It's important. But yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe you were intimidated by me. No. Uh, yes, Chelsea, you were. You took off like a rocket in there. <laughs> yeah. I think because I was like the only psychic medium. Um, so people are just like, they get so like excited, which I loved. Um, and I'm very thankful for that chapter of my life because that is where I started my business and learned about mm-hmm. myself um, and how to deliver client readings. So I'm thankful for that group, but yeah, absolutely. It's time to peace out after <laughs> deuces. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. Let's go into the Lionsgate portal. So this is happening on 8-8. This podcast obviously is past the Lionsgate portal, but we're going to talk about it. So if any of you did it. Um, so I'm just going to read from astrology.com. I'm really not a huge astrology girly, but I myself um, am going to be doing something on the Lionsgate portal. So I thought it was, you know, fun to bring up. But yeah. even in the article, it says that it's really a new age thing that people are doing i don't think in ancient times people recorded the lion's gate portal and were like today's the day we manifest our crops um so (laughs) i feel like these phenomenons are really new age but apparently it is a day um that happens during leo season um it's when the sun um the vitality of the sun is at an all-time high um let me see so apparently it officially opens on july 28th and it ends the it's at its peak on eight, eight, which is, um, apparently a huge angel number. So this is where I kind of get lost with spirituality. So I know eight is like a super lucky number in different cultures. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's go on that in a second. So it occurs when the, the star Sirius earth and the Orion constellation are all aligned in the sky. So apparently it's like this big astrological phenomenon and people are saying this is the best time to manifest. Also it's happening during Leo season, which is, um, you know, fire, the element of fire. Um, Leos in general tend to be very outspoken. Um, A lot of celebrities have Leo placement in their chart. So it's a good time to just really speak up for yourself, speak up for what you want and maybe do a little abundance working for yourself. That's what I think I'm going to do. Yeah. Or like elemental work. Like you can always do like a ton of like firework, fire scrying, all of that kind of stuff. Really embody that fire energy from the Leo. Yeah. And then also there's this one, there's this one thing here where um it talks about how it's huge in Egyptian cosmology, but Ten, I think you did a little digging and that wasn't a hundred percent true. This is why you gotta be careful where so you're from. I could not find anything um granted i was looking for like 
I'm looking for something specific. And I mean, I'm sure in the resources I was looking in, like it may have mentioned it elsewhere, but under a different term. But to my knowledge and understanding, I don't believe that any ancient Egyptian tradition would have termed it the lion's gate, quote unquote. Um, But the Egyptians did have a whole bunch of astrological, you know, fundamentals like down like they knew and understood everything about space like in everybody during that time period there's a lot of different counterparts i mean you have uh babylon you have mesopotamia you have egypt you have everybody is doing their own thing with astrology so it's super interesting to see that especially with you brought up orion um his constellation because i believe that is what the three pyramids in giza that's are. what it says in this article. So I think the three pyramids in Giza, so in the Giza. pyramid of Khufu, Khafre, and Menkare from the um old kingdom, I believe that their pyramids are built in such a way that it reflects that constellation. Yes. So it says the Lion's Gate portal opens when the constellation of Orion is aligned with the pyramids of Giza, which creates a trinity of alignment. So that would be. And that's also a huge thing in the, which is not like a new age thing with like the trinity, quote unquote. And it's not necessarily in the Christian point of view or anything. Um, Trinity just means that there's three and it makes a beautiful triangle. Like you see in art history, you see it throughout time and space but it's not necessarily just like oh the father son and the holy spirit like it has nothing to do with christianity in this point it's just saying you know three things are coming into alignment and that is a huge thing with you know ancient egyptians i'm here for it so i'm gonna do something in the lion's gate but like i said i'm not a huge astrological girly i don't think any of us are like we said yeah i think it's fascinating like egyptian architecture with astrological symbolism like blows my mind like there's a temple to Ramses II at Menet Habu in Egypt and it is just like a massive temple to Ramses II but uh, twice a year I think on his birthday and or coronation date the sun will perfectly align into the temple where it showcases its light on Ramses II and Ra That's so right cool. next to each other like there's four gods on the back wall, uh, Ramses II being one of them. But on that one day, twice a year, it will highlight both Ramses II and Ra together. And it's just like, how? How? how yeah, how did they do that? <laughs> I have some questions. How? <laughs> I know. I do too. I really want to go to Egypt so bad one day. I find the pyramids fascinating. Everything they did fascinating. Hieroglyphics. Anything that they still have there, I want to go see. I want to go to every temple. Um, I just think it's such a beautiful belief system and culture and what we still, we're very lucky that we have a lot of it left mm-hmm. and admire and study. And so, yeah, anyway, the whole point of that was just to show that like astrology has been around since ancient civilization. Oh it- yeah. Astrology has been a big, um, aspect of so many civilizations. I think the earliest one where it's actually written down is, you know, early Babylonian practices. That's crazy. It it's it's insane. It goes through the Greco-Roman times. Um, and of course, as the Romans do, when they see something that, you know, could give people an edge on top of them, every so often Roman emperors would kick astrologers out of Rome. Because they would that. use it, they would use it to their own advantage and all of that kind of stuff. I but I think for what do you call it? For Patreon, I'm going to drop um, an article with some images about the world's oldest astrologers board mm-hmm. that was unearthed by archaeologists back in 2012. And it shows all of the zodiac symbols that are carved into bone. And it was found like off the coast of Croatia. I think that's really cool. And it's like one of the earliest ones that like we have. I, I want to see that. You should drop it on Patreon. Yeah. And send it to Jesse. Yeah. Send it to Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks yeah. And it's best. here's a piece of archaeology for you. That's here's awesome. a piece of archaeology. Yeah. So it is older than any other known example that we currently have. And it's older than any of the written horoscopes that we have from the Greco Roman world. Wow. I love it. 
but nobody knows how it was made or why it ended up where it was. So again, why? Why? I have questions. I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, do and why? <laughs> so before we go, I'm going to ask an astrological question. Oh, gosh. Um, what astrological sign do you think you... Okay, first of all, Jesse, what's your big three? And then I guess we'll go around and each say what astrological sign we feel like we embody the most. I know like we're not just our sun sign. We all have birth charts. I know mine. Trust me. But which one? Okay, first, your big three, Jesse. What are your big three? Listen, Leo sun, Leo moon, oh my cancer God. rising. Okay, so you okay. need to be doing the Lionsgate portal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I also am a Leo moon. Interesting. I feel like we might have talked about this before, but I always forget everyone's astro signs. It does. Yeah. I. It's like names and astrological signs, just like seep out of my brain. I don't remember it. Um, and which one do you think you embody the most? I can actually, well, I can actually see you with Leo energy. You have like really long, beautiful hair and maybe the hair, but honestly, I don't know how I'm a Leo because I feel so much more like cancer. I'm so introverted. I'd be in my shell. If I didn't see people, I would be okay. I have like <laughs> a deep fear of being seen and like, <laughs> You know, Leo's are like Jennifer Lopez and she's like, has the spotlight. And I'm like, how do I embrace that? Maybe this year will be my year. Will I'll just break out of my turtle shell. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe not. I could see you with like, I definitely like pick up Cancerian. I was going to say Pisces or Cancer. Yeah. That would yeah. That would I wonder. Sense. Well, I wonder in the rest of your chart, how many water signs you have. It's true. To- I need to go get an astrological reading done. Like that's I'm like, I need to go get a reading, but I think it's going to have to be astrology because I need someone to read my chart again. Read me to filth in my signs. They could like tell you why you have problems with your mom or your dad. Like that (laughs) real astrologists like really get down to the nitty gritty and they're like, and this is where your trauma comes from. And you're like, that's what I need. I need a, I need a pinpoint so I can put it in a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, it all began here at this degree. for this sign <laughs> this degree of capricorn is why <laughs> i am the way that i am <laughs> yeah. um 10 what about you which one well first of all let's remind us what your big three are and which one do you feel like you embody the most uh, i am a sagittarius sun a leo rising and i'm a capricorn moon so i'm one sign away from a dumpster fire but I just had to like refresh what each one of those like is, but like, I feel like I'm like a little bit of all three. Like I'm just a hodgepodge. Yeah. Like, like I, I make no sense. So like, I, I am everything and nothing. Like, like how are you a sag and also a Capricorn? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Leo and the Sagittarius fine because like they'll both battle it out for dominance, but the Capricorn really, really, really had me in the first half like yeah, yeah it's like the Sagittarius Sagittarius I can't say it I don't know why okay. that just almost whoever came. can spell Sagittarius I am a Sagittarius <laughs> like and I should be able to like say it but they're free-spirited and I feel like the Capricorn energy is like a very hard work and focused and like needs to have a schedule and can't be free-spirited so you must be arguing with yourself 20 always like always I want to be organized but I also just want to be a tornado and just like go fly to Ibiza for no reason like yeah absolutely yeah it's like travel experience everything but then the capricorn is like but get to work right now you're like (laughs) well i think it's like balance and like i mean thinking back to like the craziness of college it was like you can have fun and be free-spirited but also during the week like you're going at your 7 45 a.m class get your shit together (laughs) yeah get a girl that can do it all a leo son i mean a leo (laughs) (laughs) yup um your big three Chelsea I am a cancer sun leo moon and sag rising so I feel like I resonate more with I'm also like um my cancer is also in venus I have a lot of cancer in my chart I feel like I really resonate with the cancer side of myself because I don't like to leave my house and I know that's a stereotype for cancers but um I truly don't really love to be around big groups of people. And may- listen, that can attribute to COVID too. I feel like COVID really messed a lot of us up with like social anxiety. Yep. Um, 
but I've always been like that. Like, I don't. That's why COVID is the perfect excuse now. It's like, sorry, it's COVID. I can't come. It's not me. It's COVID. <laughs> I can't. It's really me. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Leo moon and my cancer son battle all the time. Cause like, I want to go out there in public and be like, Hey, I'm here, you know, and I feel like I do that, but on the inside of having a panic attack the whole time, like, you know, even on the podcast before I start, I'm like, <sighs> and the Sagittarius in you is like egging on the Leo of like, yeah. just do it, just do it, just do it. Who cares? Hi, Pluto. Interesting. We all have Leo in our chart. I know. And we're talking about the, um, what did I just say this was? Lions. The lion. Lion. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Potato, potato, <laughs> potato, ching chong, tomato, <laughs> happened to my brain. <laughs> um, but okay, I think that's it for today's episode. Um, Jesse, thank you once again. You can follow her on Angel Light Oracle. Um, she is going to be a TikToker soon, so <laughs> thank you're out there in the streets. Transitions hard. Listen, they're so hard. I've never felt so old as I do now. <laughs> trying to make a TikTok. I know it's, it's hard, but, um, definitely recommend Jesse's readings. Thank you again for listening to us for another week. <laughs> um, don't forget to like subscribe, rate our podcast in the store. Um, we have a lot of fun fall things coming out soon. So be on the lookout for new releases in the metaphysical store and we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye.